This is Garney with Clear Life Combat. Today I have the opportunity to talk to Jose El Lobo Johnson before he fights at Fury Fighting Championship 57, February 11th in Houston, Texas. I'm just excited to be on. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. All right, if somebody hasn't had the opportunity to meet you yet, kind of let them know what you got going on. I know you're going to be fighting coming up really quick. When is that and what can people expect? I'm 13 and 6 as a pro. Um, I fight next Friday. <laughs> in Houston, well, Houston Humble, same difference, I think. Yeah. Only like 10 minutes down the road at the Humble uh, Civic Center. And uh, I'm super excited, man. I'm I'm excited for the because of the opponent mainly, but that's where you can catch me at. Yes, sir. So what do you know about your opponent? Oh, man. He talks a lot. That's what I know. So me and this dude met like, four years ago in the back room at one of um <clears throat> in the back room at one of garcia's fights actually that is the same place it was at the humble event uh civic center i had a fight that night and for some reason he was in the back room while i was warming up and he just kept making comments to people man it was just he's just real arrogant and then I had told him, I was like, hey, man, like, why are you back here if you're not fighting and you're not coaching and you're not doing nothing? You're not wrapping up his hands. You're not helping. Nothing. You're just here. And he's there. He's got his cameras all around him. He's just a real – he just – he don't seem very about the sport. You know, like, he seems more about what the sport can bring to him rather than, like, actually enjoying – like, enjoying the sport, you know, enjoying the art, different arts. And then he goes – I mean, him kind of got to like a, you know, a verbal di uh, disagreement, and he uh, he, th he threatened he threatened to take it to the streets, to to harm my family, man. And I was like, wow, and I'm this, gonna see you in the future. Yeah, and this was before you're fighting that night. You're on the card. On that card, yes, I was fighting, and he goes, he said that, and I was like, wow. I was like, that's what we doing? We we doing street stuff, like. At, and we're pro athletes like why are we doing that we just fight <clears throat> he was like oh you'll never fight me you'll never be on my level i'm about to fight for the ufc you trying to make it there well i mean if you go on our topology rating uh, you know rankings now i'm ranked number seven in the country at 135 he's ranked number 405 or something like that and we're meeting so I, I can't I can't wait to be locked in that cage with him. Can't wait. Have you heard any anything that he's been saying before this fight leading up, or you know, was there any any kind of interaction? No, I, he honestly, I'm really surprised that he took this fight after his last fight. Um, he uh, he lost a decision to Casey Jones, and I was scheduled to fight Casey Jones, and Casey pulled out like a, the week of because of his neck. I don't really think it was his neck. I just don't. I think that's just a, it was just a bad matchup for him. And but he fought him, and he lost the decision. And then, but before then, he fought on the Ultimate Fighter show, and tapped out super early to a guillotine that wasn't even in yet. It's just like he mentally quit in the fight. Like he just was. He got broke. So he, he was broken in the fight. So like, I'm just here to. I'm just here to end it. I'm here to end all that talk about him wanting to be a fighter. Like, I'm here to end all that. So how do you see February 11th going for Fury over there in Humble? How is that going down? I see me, I see me destroying this dude. 
honestly. I like I told I told my to my coach, there's nothing that he does that I don't see in practice every day. Like everybody says, like, how do you emulate that that awkward karate style? Well, my coach is gonna be probably joining us here in a little bit. He's a Taekwondo black belt and he's competed before and he's super like when I first like ever spar with him or moved around with him, it was so uncomfortable. And now because I've done it for so long, like consistently for the last like two years, it's I'm ready. I'm ready. That's all he's going to do is bring that awkward style. And if he tries to take it to the ground, I'm really going to try to destroy him. <laughs> so, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about competing for Fury? You know, you fought for them before. You just shared a story uh, backstage about that that confrontation that that happened. You know, I guess what is that? What has that done for that that regional scene here in uh, in Texas? And I mean, they other states as well. So my actually my last fight was for Fury, mm-hmm. um, but it was in Colorado, and um, which was dope, man. It was fun. I loved Colorado. Everybody's like high as heck. So everybody's like super happy and throwing up double P signs. It's just it's super welcoming. Everybody was super nice. Everybody's mellow. So it was nice. Um, it's a little colder. Uh, and I love well, I love I love Garcia's events, period. You know, I've competed for Garcia for years now, you know, in jujitsu as a pro and in fight and you know, in MMA. So I love his event, his events. Uh, plus, me and Garcia are pretty cool. We like, you know, text and call each other on a regular basis. So he's really cool, with my manager. So that's what makes it really, really yeah. easy. Uh, who, who's your manager? And then um, wh- where do you train out of? I train out of Colleen, uh, Texas, uh, SAS. It's called Strike and Submit Martial Arts. And then I also um, have a, have a, I guess you could call it a sister gym. Um, with uh james lee in detroit michigan the metro detroit area it's called james lee's mash fight team my buddy jared brooks just fought on one fc and absolutely destroyed the dude that he is supposed to be fighting he's now ranked number two shouts out to him my boy justin scoggins just got this fight put together for garcia by the way is going to be fighting uh, for Garcia. I I haven't seen the poster yet, so I'm not going to drop who he's fighting against, but just know it's going to be fire. So those are my boys. That's my team. Uh, My management is Jason House out of Iridium and Jacob. Those guys are like family to me too, especially my boy Jacob. We're super close. Um, Yeah, and that's who represents me. Awesome. Okay, so you're in Colleen right now. Are you originally from the, from Texas, and how did you get into martial arts and combat sports? I was actually born in Flint, Michigan, you know, where everyone just talks about the water, but the crime rate is, like, bigger than the entire city for some reason. Um, so that's where I was born at. <clears throat> Raised back and forth between Texas and, and Detroit. I've uh, been to the Dominican Republic several times because I have family there. Those are where my roots originate from. And, uh, man, I hate – actually, it was funny how I got into fighting. I got my butt beat in, in high school pretty bad. But before then, <clears throat> I, I, I was in martial arts at a young age, but I didn't take it very seriously. You know, I just happened to be a very talented, athletic guy. So I was like, ah, oh, I think that could get me through. Well, I got my butt jumped one day, and I was like, okay – 
I, I, I gotta like, like, I gotta like take this serious. Like, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a game. I thought I could do all the stuff that I was like doing in like practice, playing around in a street event, and ended up having to get my nose reconstructed. And it was at that point I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to take this seriously. Uh, had a few more amateur fights, did very well after starting to buckle down and take it seriously, and then I went ahead and went pro. Yeah. So, be, so growing up, you mentioned you know being athletic and thinking that you could carry yourself. Did you play any other sports or do any uh, anything else to stay active? I played soccer, and I actually had a scholarship to play basketball for Michigan University. Uh, that's a, that's a big deal. And you decided it wasn't for you, or what happened there? I actually got into some trouble, man. I went to jail. Um, hang around the wrong people. Once again, I'm not, I'm not going to drop names and stuff like that, but just hang around the wrong people and got caught up and they revoked my scholarship. So I took my transcripts and I gave them to Texas A&M and Texas A&M took them because my grades are great. So ended up transferring over to Texas A&M, moving back to Texas and been here kind of pretty much ever since. Uh, got married, <laughs> uh, moved with her uh, to Washington State, and then we separated, got divorced, and I moved back uh, to Texas. So I've been back here for about a year and a half now. You, know, you mentioned, you know, having good grades. What is it that you wanted to go and study or go to school for? What interested you? Man, I wanted to be a veterinarian. <laughs> Complete opposite <laughs> direction of what I do now. Yeah, I wanted to be a veterinarian. So when I was, uh, I had a, a 3.7 through, all throughout like high school, super good grades. And then when I graduated, um, I went and started at Michigan State is where I actually started. And then that's when they offered me the scholarship for MU. And they revoked it after I went to jail. Michigan State kicked me out. So I ended up having to transfer over to Texas A&M when I got to Texas A&M I minored in psych and then I majored in biology so that's what yeah. I studied so I, I don't one of my friends went to veterinarian school at, at Texas A&M and I know it was a good program but that's a lot of school that's a lot a lot of school it's a lot yeah in school <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so now okay so you got in got into fighting and I'm I'm assuming were you training during that time yeah, on and off. Yep, yep. So how long on have you been off. like on a serious, you know, taking taking fights and, and it's been more of a lifestyle? Um so funny thing about me is, is I literally would just fight as an amateur just to stay in shape. Like the fighting was my training. Okay. Like training, training for fights. I just messed around with my friends and uh um, I'm sorry, my coach just messaged me. Um, <clears throat> I just messed around with friends and stuff like that. And then, and then I would just go fight and I was learning a lot while I was in fights. Actually, my amateur record was 68 and 12 in MMA. So, and I held like, it was 16 belts successfully at four weight classes, 125, 35, 45 and 55. So I, I was, I was busy. As far as being an amateur, like whenever they called me, it was like, hey, we got this fighter. You want to fight him? I never said no because I've never I've never been that guy. I'm like, yeah, run it, run it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And at any and, weight class, that's that's crazy. The, all those different weight classes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> cutting weight. Cutting weight was interesting. Yeah, let's talk a little bit, I guess, on 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 weight. You I mean you have a fight coming up? Whenever we started mm-hmm. zooming, before we started the the stream here, you know, you're eating some mm-hmm. breakfast. What does that diet and nutrition look like for you? Mm. So for this fight, I guess Delani wanted to be lazy um, and didn't want to cut the 135. So I don't have to cut the 135, which is great for me. I don't think you know how tall I am. I'm six foot. And I walk around at like around 160-something. So I'm a heavy 135-er, and I'm a big 135-er, and it's hard to get that weight off. So, I mean, I was looking forward to to the cut because it makes me, like, angrier. makes me more driven. But, man, I'm comfortable with this 45 stuff. We can do this 45 stuff again. I can eat my – I can eat all my proteins I want. You know, mine just consists of a lot of salmon, a lot of uh, jasmine rice, a lot of stuff like that. Just like a, a lot of rice and different type of proteins, like chicken. I like my steak personally. People will say like, oh, red meat is not like the good thing to eat while you're in camp. But me, I like my I like my steak. So Yeah. All right. What's your, your Instagram handle on social media? And then I, I want to hear, you know, what is the story behind that? So Platano underscore pride. 95 is my uh handle on ig and platano is um it's just uh so if anybody i don't know if like uh everybody probably should be should know because it's you know it's, it's texas but platanos are plantains and in my culture like platanos are huge uh, with Puerto Ricans, it's like totones and stuff like that. But with Dominicans, platanos or manduro. And um, I just thought it'd be funny. I was like, <laughs> so whatever you think of the word platano, you're like, hey, that guy's got to be Dominican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, So I was like, hey, platano underscore pride. And I was born in 1995, so why not throw that on there? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned going to, you know, traveling to the, the Dominican Republic and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's your culture and, and, you know, family's from and stuff like that. You know, have you ever had an opportunity to train out there? Never, which is crazy. So, like, MMA was, like, super low. It's super low-key in the Dominican Republic. Like, for a while, it was, like, you know, it was almost like it was, like, a forbidden art. <laughs> if you practice MMA yeah. in the Dominican Republic, they thought you were weird. Like, what do you mean? You're not dancing? You're not singing? <laughs> like, like what do you mean? you're not playing an instrument? What are you doing? So then boxing came over to the Dominican Republic because, you know, got a lot of guys that go to like the Bronx, New York and stuff like that. And then they get into these boxing gyms and then they take what they learn and they bring it back to La República Dominicana and then they they share it and it just grew. Now you got guys who go over to the who come over to the States and then they they get an MMA knowledge and then they bring it back over to the country and I just vastly growing. So the next time I do go back, I, I, I definitely am going to hit up some of these MMA gyms because a lot of people hit me up all the time. Like, Hey bro, whenever you're in La Romana or uh, El Posita, like, can you come do like a seminar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. super excited. Okay. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but can you describe your style? Um, a lot of people don't know that I actually wrestled because uh, I don't like to wrestle. Um, but 
I would I would describe my style. It would consist of um, uh, like a great cage wrestling background, and then a lot of Dutch kickboxing and Muay Thai. A lot. Yeah. You know, I, I guess for you, ideally, the rest of this year, you know, this fight after this one, what does it look like for you the rest of this year? And then even for your career, what are the goals you have? I'm just looking forward to making it to the UFC and making some noise. Um, then, when you know, we make some noise. I open up my own gym, uh, build from there or expand off of the SAS brand and then just build from there. And then I want to be champion. That's awesome. That either 45 or 135, I want to be champion. You know, I have a, a conversation with Drew Ritajcek. He owns a gym called ACS right here in Lamarck, Texas. And I'm talking to him on Thursday about, you know, life after fighting. You know, there's a lot of guys. And, you know, this is the goal. This is the career. This is what it yeah. is. But, you know, um, you know, things happen and injuries happen. Or, you know, and he was sharing some of his experience with me yesterday. And having that that plan or having your gym and all of those things that's important definitely is something you got to have something to fall back on like you know that's why i have education to fall back on if it, if anything i did i i have been thinking a lot about going back to school and getting like my masters in and uh kinesiology so i could be a coach and or as a sports coach anywhere that i choose to I was wanting to do the veterinarian route, but like like you said, that's a lot of schooling, and I don't think I don't know if I have the patience for that. <laughs> yeah. So for your schooling, did you say it was biology and then a minor in was it psychology? Like yes, sir. Okay. Does any of that ever come into play? I guess in training or even in the cage for you. It comes into everything in life. Everything in life. Well, definitely psych does. You know, definitely psych. Um, with biology, it. It's like scenario based, but with psych, man, everything, the way someone reacts to me hitting them, you know what I'm saying? Like down to even me counting steps because that's a psychic pat. That's a, that's a psychological pattern that you have de developed in your mind. Like if I take two steps to my left and one step to my right, that's my, that's the way I move. Okay. Now psychologically I've developed a pattern based off of your psych, my psychology. Psych psychological evaluation on you so like now it's just it's just a game of chess at that point and then that and then people who talk themselves up like this guy that I'm fighting you know what I'm saying like I can tell that you know he's not in this to be champion one day he's in this for what he can bring to him and I'm just gonna take it from him he doesn't have the the mental like like grit and grind for for it yeah what about yourself do you ever break down even some of your tape or psychologically break down yourself and say okay this is what i'm doing or i don't want to develop a habit i need to kind of mix it up always me and my girl was just um we were just watching my fights the other day and i was like explaining to her and i, I showed her a lot of the fights that i lost actually because those are the ones i watched the most not the ones where i'm like winning i'm, I'm watching those ones i lost because i'm like what did i do wrong and then I'm evaluating myself. I'm like, mm, I took too deep of a step there. Didn't fight enough for the underhook here. Actually, my coaches just just messaged me about my fight, uh, a fight that I had lost. And um, we are critique critiquing it, like literally at this moment. We're just doing it. So we do a we do a lot of that, a 
lot of that. It's not like to get down on myself or anything like that. It's to make myself better. So, yeah. Do you do you help your teammates out as well with the, that kind of information? Like, hey, I noticed this, or maybe watch out for that, or something. Always, I slap them right in the face. You don't bring that hand back to your face. I'm smacking you. Yeah, <laughs> like you hit me. <laughs> Keep your hands up. You you bring your hand back to your face. So I'm gonna smack you about it. Hold on one second, my brother. Okay, okay. So if you're just not joining us right now, I'm talking to Jose El Lobo Johnson on Clear Life Combat. He's zooming in from Colleen. He's going to be fighting for Fury Fighting Championship. That's February 11th at the Humble Civic Center right outside of Houston, Texas. Fury is, I would say, the premier uh, organization when it comes to MMA <laughs> in it, out, maybe outside of the UFC, but they are going to be streaming this live on UFC Fight Pass. So if you don't have the opportunity to make it, but you can get tickets, um, and, and you know, at FuryFC.tv, go get some tickets and go check out Jose Lobo Johnson as he is fighting at 145 against uh, an opponent that looks like they have some history. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what is the rest of the day? I, I guess from from now till the fight on the 11th, what is that going to look like for you? Uh, so we just ramped up the cardio this week. So just a lot of cardio stuff, uh, making sure the weight is right, uh, making sure I don't peak, that little stuff, making sure the fine tools are maintenance, uh, ice bathing a lot, going to do cryotherapy. Um, hey, how just, do you- those, just those little things. Yeah. So, so once it gets through, you know, the, the weight cut, y'all get weight in. Do you anticipate mm-hmm. any fireworks at the at the weigh-ins? Oh, I'm bringing them. <laughs> even if he, even if he comes with the humble approach, like man, you you dug yourself a hole. You dug yourself a hole. Like I, I plan. Like you can't you can't threaten a man's family and then just be and then just think like stuff is cool because some time has passed. Like, like I said, I'm surprised he even took this fight because he already knows he already knows how I feel about him, and then he already knows, you know the type of fighter I am. So I'm, I'm very surprised. However, yeah, I'm getting, I'm definitely getting in his face at weigh-ins. Like it's going to be an exchange of words. I'm going to call him out on wanting to be, uh, to, to not want to cut the 135. So when you fight at 135, well, so that means you're lazy. You're just being lazy. You don't want to, you don't want to work hard enough for it because he's not big. He's not bigger than me. He doesn't have as much muscle as me. So I don't understand why I would, why we couldn't cut, you know, fight at 135, our natural weight class. Would you say there's anything that your opponent does well that you admire about his his career or his fighting style or anything? He throws kicks and he markets himself well. He throws really good kicks and he and he just markets himself. That's all I see, honestly. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share share this morning? And I guess how can people follow you and how can they come watch you fight? Uh yeah, next Friday for Fury FC fifty seven. I do not know what my when, when my fight will be. I'm sure it'll be on the main card. The main card starts at six on UFC Fight Pass. Um, you can also follow me on Insta on Instagram. Platano P L A T A N O underscore Pride ninety five. Again, that is P L A T A N O underscore Pride ninety five, and that's on Instagram. Hey, thank you so much for making time this morning, and uh, good luck with everything coming up, and I'm excited to watch you fight February 11th for Fury.